With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming to you from the city of the weird. Exploring topics from the esoteric and unexplored to dimensions unknown. Shining a light of truth on the darkest corners of our reality. Welcome to the Curious Realm. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Curious Realm. Chris Jordan here, your host, coming to you in a pre-recorded format. As we speak, I am in Las Vegas. Typically, I would be there for CES for my Talking Sound podcast. However, I am there for clients right now having, well, I guess the kind of fun I like to have playing with wires, buttons, knobs, things like that. So, um, but as as always... Uh, I do not come to you in a greatest hits format or a pre-released format. Um, I always give you new content. So our guest tonight in this segment will be W. Wallace Wagner Jr. He is the author of Within Grasp. Uh, he is also the author of Crossing the Crevasse. He has been on the show previously talking about UFOs in the Bible. That is the basis of our conversation tonight. But we're going to reach into a few different areas because his journey has taken him into a few different areas and brought him into a new few new places of study. So uh, welcome back to the show. Wally, how you doing? Thank you, Chris. It's good to be back, and, and I really appreciate the chance to... Uh, share what my journey's been. Well, it's good to talk to you. That that is honestly one of my favorite things about this show is the fact that we we take the time to find out about people's journey because if you don't understand the journey of how somebody came to the knowledge that they have um it can sometimes be hard to accept that knowledge. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh you know, it's it's knowledge that I have basically discovered studying myself it's not knowledge that you mm. necessarily get in church or sunday school or bible study but uh it certainly rocked my world well uh, let's let's start getting into that because i'm I've, i'm a former youth minister you know a uh, former catholic seminarian uh taught sunday school and religious studies for years and years um 
And uh, there were things that I liked talking about, like I love talking about the book of creation, love talking about Genesis and would would absolutely expose uh kids to the fact that like pay attention that there are two stories of creation back to back here like mm. but take special note of that um <laughs> there's there's definitely a dichotomy in, yeah. in genesis there's yeah. two stories for everything even it, how many animals went on the on the ark exactly exactly and and that was a lot of the things that i liked exposing them to was um not just not just the Let's let's read from the textbook today, and these are the passages we're going to read. But really digging into it and opening their minds to the co concept of conversation about it, and and being willing to question why what's there is there. Mm. Um, and and that being said, you know it wasn't that I would talk about UFOs in the Bible or things like that. Um, but there are definite cases in the Bible where pretty much you're talking about a form of technology. That's there. Um, even even they explain it as a form of technology. Let's let's start breaking that nut apart a little bit and uh, and get into that. All right. Well, for me, the God of Israel. Um, I'll go ahead and mention his name. What what we call Yahweh arrived in a craft and he used a craft throughout his ventures. Uh, uh, in the Old Testament, um, so many places that that I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Chris, let me let me let me start by refreshing that I saw a craft myself, which is what precipitated all my going backwards and relooking at the Bible. Well, through a yeah, let's lens. let's hear your story first uh, to begin with, because of course you were on a course of religious studies before this happened. To oh, you. oh, sure, I was. Um, I was about as a good old Southern Christian as you could be. I mean, uh, teaching Sunday school, uh, covering for the preacher when he was gone, uh, representative, lay leader, you know, on a lot of different committees. I've been on church building committees, pastor search committees, I mean, building or business meeting moderator. Mm. I mean, the list just goes on. But yes, I was heavily involved in Sunday school at the time, singing in the choir, all the typical things. <clears throat> I was a mailman at the time. That was my regular job back then. And I had just made a delivery uh, to a lady here in the county in which I reside, which is in between Roanoke and Lynchburg, Virginia, give our listeners a idea where I'm at. And um, it was in 2016, specifically September, something told me to stop in my tracks and look up. And I was standing out in front of the lady's yard, and I looked up, and above my head was what we now call a white tic-tac craft. Um, no windows, no nacelles, no wings, no sound. Mm. Glistening, the glistening, most glistening white you could imagine. The sun just reflected off of it. It was a beautiful day. It allowed me to see it <laughs> for about three seconds. And then it wasn't there anymore. And, uh, you know, I wonder whether it cloaked or whether it took off so fast I couldn't see it, or maybe it went into another dimension. 
But I pretty much over time have decided it cloaked and it was still there. I just couldn't see it. And of course, I didn't tell a whole lot of people what I had seen, my wife, my Sunday school class, and a few friends. And then about a year and a half after that, of course, the government came out with a series of videos portraying the white Tic Tacs, Mm. and I was vindicated. So it's okay to talk about it now. I just don't know whether it was theirs or ours. I'm still debating that. Still debating that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that is the hot debate, like right right now at least. Um, and, and granted, uh, we've we've had the conversation with numerous people, uh, from Lim Buchanan about remote viewing and the concept of vibration to, um, other other guests and the idea that, uh. Perhaps the reason why you were able to see that craft was because you were shifted into a frequency, be it through meditation, a mood you were in, what have you. So you were actively vibrating in the same frequency range that 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 craft would be in that is kind of keeping it from general view. So to well, speak. I, I buy into that, uh, uh, Chris. Uh, uh, vibrations and frequencies are something that I did not study while mm. I was in Sunday school. But in the last six years, that whole realm has opened up to me now. And that's one of the areas in which I have done study. And mm. uh, uh, even Einstein said that, you know, the future of medicine will be a medicine of frequencies. Well, you know, even even if you start going back and breaking apart ancient religion, you go, go back to, uh, the, the priests of Melchizedek and the, the concepts of, uh, Jewish mysticism and the idea of, uh, even, even the reasoning why Yahweh, why it was never spelled out was because if it's spelled out, then you were, you were inclined to read it. And the word was so powerful. It should not be spoken. Um, and the, the idea of Jewish Kabbalah was, uh, the reason we can create and manifest in the universe and in the world around us is because uniquely amongst creation, we were the only being that was breathed of life into by the creator. And because of that, because he spoke creation into being, we have that same power. Um, I def I definitely believe we have a multitude of powers that are untapped. Oh, most definitely. I and, mean, look, and, at, look at the second part of John fourteen. Jesus says that we will do works and miracles even greater than what he did. Yeah, he's either a liar or it's referring to something later. Well, uh, well, and, which we can get into. Well, and once again, an understanding of a technology that is is a. a Honestly and truly a basic technology. It's there. We can all take advantage of it. We just have to know it exists and how to rewire ourselves to be sensitive to it. You know, that, that is true. We've, we're missing the teachers. Mm. Uh, well, let, let me, let go, me go back to, to, to some UFOs in the Bible before yeah, yeah. we get too far. Well, this tangent. Well, and I, I, I think a lot of the reason like they were able to see things is because they were much more connected spiritually into the world around them. Period. That that is that is also true. We have so much minutia around here yeah. now. 
uh, we're uh, highly distracted. distraction. Yeah. And we said the word distraction at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we're on the same path. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, when I backed up and I seeing the UFO literally was an epiphany for me because at the time, you know, I had been taught that the earth is 6,000 years old. Uh, um, if you see a, a craft or a UFO, it's from the devil and just on and on with the former Kool-Aid I used to drink. But backing up and studying myself, I've come to realize the Bible's full of crafts and I've gotten about every book you can get and I've read them and it's just almost overwhelming. I mean, it starts in Revelation and or starts in uh, Genesis and ends in Revelation. Crafts, 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 and UFOs and spirits everywhere. A good place to start for me and our listeners is in Zechariah 6, in which he actually says these chariots of gods are actually spirits, and he uses the two interchangeably. And the word spirit can be viewed at in circumstances, in certain circumstances, as a craft. Example, in Revelation 4, John sees a door open in heaven. He is called up into the Spirit. And that's in every translation I've seen. It's even in the Koine Greek. Yep. He's called up into the Spirit. He's not called up in Spirit, but he's called up into the Spirit. And that Spirit rides him around the heavens, and we get a detailed description later on you know, of everything he sees. So that that's that's a good a good starting place. Uh, and going backwards, look look what happened to Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha with cloaked cloaked crafts in in uh, what is that Second Kings? I think maybe chapter six. All these crafts, chariots of fire, are around him, and he's got his servant with him, but the servant can't see them. But Elisha prays, the servant has his eyes opened, and all of a sudden he sees all the horses and chariots of fire up in the mountains and all around that he could not see before. They were there, he just could not see them. And in my initial book, I make a point that we only see a very small percentage of the light spectrum, something less than 2%. So it's easily to hide, you know, it's easy, I guess, from a scientific standpoint, to hide something, just switch the frequency, something we've already discussed. But these crafts are out there. I think they're out there now. They've always been out there. It's just, as you say, being on the same vibration or same frequency, perhaps, is what allows you to see them. Um, Maybe I was chosen. Maybe they knew I was going to be a writer, uh, that was not in the cards for me when mm. I was going to retire. But uh, that's basically what I've done for the last six years, aside from a few medical issues. And, but a, another good another good place, uh, uh, Chris, and, and we'll move on, is, is mentioned in the song of Deborah and Barak in Judges 5. Um, it goes like this, starting in verse 20. The stars fought from heaven from their paths. They fought against Sisera. And then a few verses down, it's curse morose, said the angel of the Lord, utterly curse its inhabitants because they did not come to the help of the Lord. Now, there are rabbis out there like Rabbi, 
uh, Kaplan, uh, Shanierson, uh, the Zohar, the Talmud, and a few other places that, that, that realize that this Moroz is, is not a specific location like most, uh, you know, scholars think that it is. It, it's, it, it, it was a planet. It was a heavenly body. And the inhabitants of that planet or star did not come to help the Lord. And that, that's something to consider also that any back then, anything you saw up in the sky was a light or star. If it was a light, they considered yeah. it a star. And stars don't leave their paths, by the way, nor do they fight. Yeah. So, so you know, just looking at all that through a, through a different lens now, you realize that, you know, they're talking about crafts, without a doubt. Well, yeah, and I mean, even if even if you look at a map, I'm bringing it up right now of uh, the firmament of the Earth, which is uh, which is pretty much the cosmology of of what they had at the time. There were the pillars and the underworld, which for the for the people of Israel would have been Sheol. Um and yes, the the firmament as it spoke of, uh which which was the layer just before the ocean of heaven and the heaven of heavens. Um and the stars were permanent inside of that firmament. They they like you said did not move. So anything that was moving, fighting, stuff like that, quite obviously not the stars, according to quite literally what what they believed was the map of the universe at the time. Mm. Well, you know, back then, and I'm sure you know this with your background, there was only about 7,500 or so Hebrew words mm. compared to over 150,000 English words. Yeah. So one Hebrew word could have multiple meanings. Uh, that's for sure. Absolutely. Another thing that that I've come to realize that there were multiple gods, uh, Elohim, plural, mentioned over two thousand times in the Hebrew text and has been taken out completely now. So you know, back then they wanted it to be a one god, one male uh, um, agenda, which is what the early church supported and and, and dictated. And that's what we got. Yeah. And and the other gods were weeded out. Yeah. It wasn't until Zoroastrianism that we that we came to a a true didactic of good and evil and a definition of here's God, here's something else, you know. And and from that point on, like every every religion has pretty much followed that uh, that setup. But before then, yeah, like you said, there was. Panoply, even if you eat and the one thing that I used to just to loop it back to the beginning of the conversation and the beginning of the Bible, Genesis. It's, they've got the word us is mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Us. And let, that's let and us female. make man in our, our image. image. Bingo. Um, and and that wasn't that wasn't because of John one. John one pulls that directly from that. Um you know the 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 trinity and the idea of god that you know a lot of people make it into um well that's of course the trinity the the holy spirit and christ well, that, and uh, and god uh, the know, father that's what i've been taught so many times that's what the us is it's got to be that to fit the agenda it, it, it can't be that because it was written before the agenda 
<laughs> I know. I mean, preach on, but but you're hot. That's what it is. It I has know. To be. I know. It has to be. I know. And I'm and that's malarkey. And I am not even evangelical. I am straight Roman Catholic, and that was the explanation I was given. And it was like that's funny because later, like uh, one of the prime examples we talk about when uh, we just had uh, Archbishop. Uh, James Cloudon talking about demoniac obsession and the idea that don't forget in Job, Satan just pops up in the middle of the heavenly court. He's apparently like not disinvited from the party. You're exactly correct. That's mentioned in Within Grasp. <laughs> the, and, and, and he just, you know, hey, there's, there's what's going chance. on? So this guy, Job, huh? You think he's great? Like, what's that about? Weren't, weren't you cast uh, out never to come back according to tradition? I have a whole issue with Job. I mean, it's just a major issue, actually. Okay. But I tell you, this this the God of the Old Testament. For me, now, and this is this is you know my realization. What resonates mm. with me? My God is no longer the God of the Old Testament. My God is much bigger than that. Yeah. And that has happened. That that gargantuan change has happened in the last six years, specifically in the last two years for me. It's changed since I wrote my first book, Going Into Within Grasp, but then my second book. So so my God now is the God of the New Testament, which is God of spirit, God of love, and God of light. And yeah. I believe that we are beings of light, just like Jesus was a being of light. When he transformed, he, he, he turned into light. Yep. And that's in some scriptures that did not make it into the Bible also. But but we... Oh, it's it's in the Bible, the transfiguration. Yeah, like the it, transfiguration. Yeah, but happened. if you look into like the, Sof what is it, the Sophia Pistis, there's, mm. there's a much better trans yeah. uh, transcription of, of him turning literally into light with the description of the rays of light coming yeah. down and, and the disciples were just in awe as they were on the Mount of Olives looking at him. He just completely changed. Yeah. But, but none, nonetheless, it's, it's, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I find his words true, uplifting, uh, honest, but I, I no longer subscribe to the God of the uh, Old Testament. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to get into a lot of specifics. No, but. no, no. No, absolutely not. But you, I mean, just to just to point out a lot of things, it just, just to triumvirate here, never forget there was an entire tribe of Israel that God said, we don't need them anymore. <laughs> um, like he just said, Ray, I, I do not want to see a descendant. Go take care of business. Mm. Um, there, there were quite a few th situations like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just make a smart comment. My God does not have to be carried around in a box to you, win a war. You, you rarely, you rarely saw God send an angel for a happy message, like in the New Testament. No, but, no, but an angel showed up at then. your door. Something was probably going to be going down. Uh, it makes me think of Lot. <laughs> Get yeah. out of there! Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Yeah, don't look back, man. Danger. Um, yeah, precisely. Um, and that in and of itself, the idea of these visitors, these, these, um, angels, because that's, I mean, according to their tradition, that's what they would know them as, you know, one of the, one of those concepts of if you took technology to an ancient person, it would be like magic. 
Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be technology. It exactly. Would, it would that's be something what, that's, magical. That's that's what miracles were back then is technology not understood. Yeah. And, and you know, very, very much the same way with uh, these these angels who typically until the point of message were just in disguise as traveler. They they didn't reveal themselves as angels or anything like that. Um, and any time that they did reveal themselves, uh, the person who was there was fully enveloped in and wrapped in fear. They normally fall to their knees with their knees knocking. Yeah. So, um, even, but even you know, because, angels fly. I mean, that's in, in, in oh, uh, sure. Daniel chapter nine, Gabriel flew in swiftly that time. Yeah. And they just don't fly with wings. I think they're in crafts and I think those crafts are out there. We can't see them now, but they have, I guess, a lot of tasks to do. Even pick up, for me, they pick up prayers and present them to the big God. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a personal view I sure. have. Sure. And it's, 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 uh, maybe somewhat well grounded. And if you remember Daniel chapter 10, which is one of the most intriguing, uh, uh, chapters in the whole Bible for me that, you know, Daniel was a special person. His prayers always got answered. But there was that one time that his par- prayers were delayed being answered by three weeks. And why were they delayed? They were heard, but they could not be acted on because of spiritual warfare in heaven. The prince of Persia withheld him. So Gabriel had to go get Michael to help. Yeah, interesting. Um, and so and it's a right delayed here, reaction. You want to know uh, why your prayers don't get answered sometimes? And and there's Daniel, whose prayers are always heard because he was an upright man. But you know, things things are going on we can't see. Yeah, and right here in in uh, verse five, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body was like beryl, and his face shone like lightning. His eyes were like fiery torches. His arms and feet gleamed like burnished bronze, and the sound of his voice was like the roar of a multitude. Um, that That is the description that Daniel has of the person that appeared before him, the, the angel. And um, very, very frequent descriptions. Uh, whenever, whenever you go and, I mean, of course, the most famous one would be, uh, Ezekiel. Hmm. Um, you know, what Ezekiel saw and what John saw in Revelation, mm. I see so there's a very, very close correlation and I, uh, I discussed that. Let's explore that uh, for a minute. Okay. Well, consider the colors involved. There, there's barrel, there's emerald. There's a throne, there's rainbows, um, um, there's a heaven, almost like a heaven above in each of the cases. And I'm considering the throne, to me, to be the control chair, like Captain Kirk. Mm. That That's what it is to me, and I see that in both instances. Wow. Um yeah, and and the Ezekiel's wheel is is really interesting. That is that is one that 
Um, in, in no doubt. Now, granted, uh, there's, there's some, uh, cherubs involved, things like that, uh, mm-hmm. angels, creatures with, uh, basically chimeras, um, part, part human, part, you know, a, a man with the head of a bull, man with the, basically where we get the, the idea of the, the gospel head figures from, um, and, uh, it's it's interesting to see the correlations uh the and right there the creatures sped back and forth by lightning um <laughs> fire that's moved best, back that's and forth the only way they could describe it yeah um fire moved back and forth the amongst the creatures the uh and it's 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 pretty wild to to get into that i remember when i i guess i was probably 7th grade when when i first really read the book of Ezekiel and it was like, wow, okay, this is, this is wild. Um, and that began my deep dive into that. And that's, that's probably the most famous concept that people have of UFOs in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they probably aren't aware of these others that you're talking about, Daniel, things like that. Um, once again, when you start getting into the encounters that people have with these beings, angels, um, you start talking about some technologies sometimes, uh, yep. things that they have with them, that kind of stuff. Just, I have a picture of Ezekiel's craft drawn by uh, a fellow by the name of Blumrich on page 39 of my first book. There's an actual picture of, of what Ezekiel saw. And on the following page is uh, uh, the Omni Will, which originated from Ezekiel's description, which is something that's in use today, in fact. It allows you to go sideways and forward mm-hmm. and all around. So that's very interesting. Wow. Uh, and when when faced with these technologies, what what was the reaction to most of the people in these stories? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fear. Fear and in, in probably, um, you know, you, you get the impression that they're just scared to death. Uh, can't even, their body won't even allow them to, to, to stand up, their knees just give out. But um, Daniel had such a connection; he was visited so many times that 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 it's almost like it was just commonplace for him. 
But if you look at, you know, the one-ups, like what happened with Paul on the Damascus Road or what happened mm. with, with John or, or, or um, you know, some, some of those, it's like, it, it, it's like what happened to me. It's life-changing. Well, and, and of course, that, that story of Paul with the scales falling from his eyes, I think, I think that that is probably the, the idea that most people have when it comes to epiphany, when it comes to the fact of realization of that paradigm shifting moment, you know, that, that, uh, where, like you were saying, the edifice that you knew as reality was no more. Mm. My foundation was completely altered. Mm. You you had mentioned Lynn Buchanan in the past. I'm going to oh, yeah. connect some dots here. I put uh, uh, retired major Dr. Paul Smith in with Ingrass. There's a pretty in-depth interview. And he also worked with Project Stargate, mm-hmm. which was remote viewing. I put that in there because it shows some untapped powers that most most of us have in our brain and, and, and things we can do. And he saw he himself you know, was involved almost from day one with that project all the way to its uh, end. Yeah. But he actually saw what happened with uh, the USS Stark. Oh, wow. 50, 50 hours in advance, literally verbatim. Yeah. Exactly what happened. He oh, saw. And, and the, the whole I'm getting ready to uh, one of the pre-recorded episodes this week will be um uh, Dr. Robert Duncan talking about the concept of the non-local universe and the idea mm. that reality as we know it is not local. It's not real. It's a definition of boundary to the universe that we have given it. It's like saying that a day in the Bible is 24 hours. No. We, gave, we gave an hour the definition of 60 minutes. We did that. Correct. That doesn't exist on Altair 7. That's not the unit of time or measurement that they're using. Oh, there's so much we could talk about on that. <laughs> uh, it, it was proven, you know. You know the the, the theory of of uh, relativity back in what 1905 from Einstein. Mm, yeah, we we have proven. I mean, it is fact that if you fly in a craft out into space, yeah, real fast, and decide you need to come back to Earth real fast, guess what? Nobody's going to know you. Yeah. Time and, does not exist out there. That's how a lot of these people sometimes, uh, including gods, you wonder how they live so long. Maybe they're not here all the time. Yeah. You're, it, there's cultures around the world that have missing time and gods that have gone out and come back. And it's a whole nother it's a whole nother era when they come back. Time really doesn't exist. It's only for us here and now, is, something that we made up. It is a construct. And, exactly. and going back to that conversation exactly. with Lim Buchanan, uh, the whole the whole project Stargate actually started. I want to say it was Hal Putoff's paper. Yep. Um, it yep. was it was a paper that he put out talking about how experimenters, unbeknownst to themselves, are actively affected affecting their experiment mm. and and how their intention in and of itself of possible results or excitement or what have you can actively taint that result unbeknownst to them um and that was proven that was shown and that was that was and this was this was a paper by a laser scientist <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> and when the government got a hold of that paper, they were like, wow, this is kind of game changing. The idea that there is a non-locality there, the idea that um, you can affect the world around you with your thought. Exactly. And that is so true. I, I was on a program last night with Reverend Barbara Long, and we we made mm. the comment that we make our own reality. And I think oh, you yeah. just said that. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I've I've held for years and years. I've said it numerous times on this show. Uh, you want the reason why the Sanhedrin wanted Jesus just gone and out of the picture. He was actively giving that divine knowledge of direct connection with the divine to the common man outside of the order of Melchizedek in the temple where you got to come and pay for a burnt sacrifice. Like he, he was giving that knowledge to everybody and you, you can't have that. Well, you know, Paul How are you going to maintain a paradigm? Look what happened to Paul after the Damascus road. As, as you know, I'm sure he did not become an apostle right after that experience. No. He went off to Saudi Arabia for three years for training. Yeah. I wonder who trained him. Because here we have a persecutor of Christians. We have a tent maker. Now he comes back to be an apostle. And he he could look at Elimus and, and blind him with it, with his brain. Mm. He could raise Eutychus from the dead. He didn't have those powers before. Who trained him for those three years? Yeah. It's just, it, it's one of these things that, we, we can do remote viewing, too. There's many of us that have this capability. Just a little bit of our brains are being used, but who's teaching us? Yeah. We've, it's caused me to look at the reason Jesus really came on this planet was to teach us. Yes, I know you can draw the construct that, well, he came to save us all. Mm. We're going to live anyway. Sure, sure. Yeah. The serpent was right. Yeah. But, but <laughs> and, and, <laughs> he never lied. Well, he never actually lied. Well, you know, it, there again, it was our it was, it was our it choice agenda to make it fit that. Oh, well, he yeah. must be talking spiritual death. Yeah. Two two it's trees were there. That. Two trees, <laughs> not just the one. And like you said, surely you won't die. Instead, you'll well, know good from right. you'll know good from evil, like God does. I believe in which reincarnation is which is even now. worse. So I don't know what your stance is on that, but I, I now know that reincarnation exists. We are a vibration by all by by all physics. I am not here. Right now, you and I are sharing an electron shell. I am 90 percent empty space. That works for me because you just I'll attach to that. And I put this in within grasp, but you take a tuning fork Let's say F sharp. Mm. You ding it. You have 12 other tuning forks in the room. Yep. One of them is vibrating, and it happens to be F sharp. The yep. other 11 are not vibrating. Yeah. That tells me, and based on what I know about remote viewing, distance is, is not even in the equation. Exactly. Everything is connected some yeah. way or another. And we have all this quantum physics now that, that's really starting to prove that. You can you can dingle a little particle with your yeah. left hand over here and pretend your right hand is 20 parsecs away. And yeah. if it matches on the, on the frequency, guess what? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, precisely. And we're and, all connected some way, somehow, in some fashion. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, even even connected uh, via experience, even even connected in that way, you know, and and to look at uh, these experiences, like I had the had the image of the uh, the depiction of Ezekiel's craft. That was that was of course done by uh, that was a former NASA scientist, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I believe you're correct, Bloomrich. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was a former NASA scientist who became and, and incredibly didn't believe interesting. It at first. No, and no. I mean, he turned around after he saw saw what you know the description was. Yeah, yeah. When when it, when he read it, he was like, "Oh no way, no way!" What you're talking about? And he started just uh, literally designing it based off the description, off the understanding that like I'm going to show you that if if you drew this out the way it's described, there's no way. Correct. <laughs> but there was a way. And then when so, he finished, yes, he was like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> it works. It works. Because there was a way. Works, made it even better. And the, and the, the, the interesting thing was, of course, the, uh, the Omni wheel. Um, he got a patent a, in, in, I think, 72, 1972. And, you know, that, that's just a prime example of, in, invention coming from inspiration, and I think what what these craft have done throughout time, uh, the fact that they are in these literary texts to begin with, that were considered important enough to be part of an entire culture, one of the old, oldest continuous cultures known to man, mm. you know, um, and still part of their teaching. Um, it is, it's not necessarily a part of their teaching that these are anything other than what they say they are. They don't, they do not view this as story or, I mean, there may be an allegorical meaning behind the story, but they view this as religious fact. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. And and something not up to interpretation. Um, mo most Western Christians view all of this as the divinely inspired work of God. Um, I, I definitely ascribe to that uh, and, and add on the caveat of written by flawed human hands. Ah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we we are prone to taint, you know. Um, a lot of a lot of my studies since seeing the craft has to do with church history and Bible history, mm. and I'm thoroughly convinced. How has that go changed to the bookstore your, today? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, how has your experience changed your faith? Because, like you yeah, said, changes, since your experience, you've gone from an Old Testament to a New Testament point of view. But how how has it changed the way that you interact with the world around you, with people? Well, let at me church. count the ways. Let me count the ways. Um, I don't hold the Bible in high esteem anymore. Mm. Um, Beautiful book. It is nice. I think it's been manipulated many times, including by uh, Sir Francis Bacon, to that, make it the flavor that it is now. Yeah. And it's being manipulated even today oh. as you and I are speaking. Yeah, the word I, Israel's been taken out if you live in Denmark. That's because a, yeah. The reason is Israel's not the same now as it was back then. Yeah. Another re another thing I've learned is that uh, Asherah was a female god, the queen of heaven. She was venerated 
in, in the Jewish temple. There yep. are all kinds of artifacts that have been found. And often she, she would uh, be the consort for either Yahweh or for another god, the chief god of Canaan, uh, Ale. And, and, and now, in these later uh, Bible translations, she's mentioned again like 40 times in, in, in the uh, NIV and she wasn't mentioned at all in the King James. In the King James, you have Jehovah mentioned seven times, but now Jehovah's been replaced with Asherah. Jehovah's not mentioned in any of these yeah. later translations. Well, so, and, so, so I I've mean, realized that you know, whoever feels they have the right can go in and manipulate the Bible. It oh, has absolutely. been manipulated so many times, yeah. and I think you and I mentioned. Uh, initially, going back to early church history about origin, who, who, mm-hmm. who had a belief in reincarnation, and it was oh, accepted yeah. for the first 200 years. Oh, absolutely. And he was called the brightest mind the church ever had. Yeah. And and that was weeded out by the time it got to Jerome 200 years later. And, and so, that's because it was it was based fully inside of Hebrew faith. There you go. It was it was a full-on teaching of Orthodox Judaism that reincarnation existed. That's where the whole concept of sins of the fathers came from. And the fact well, that like your child could be with... born burdened by the sin of your grandfather. Uh, exactly correct. <laughs> or you want to, uh, what, what's there's also that other word uh, a phrase in Hebrews where you want to uh, have a better resurrection. Yes. Yeah, that's always been conflicting, but and, but the church the church for me has lost its glory, mm. and and I, I know I know you have a Catholic background. I was married to a Catholic for seven years, so I have some Catholic background as well. So I'm a Catholic. My faith Baptist, is my Methodist. my faith is my faith. I am no longer a person who walks ah. into a door to have to celebrate that, and I fully well, understand the concept. I'm no, I'm no longer a religious. Person. Yeah. I'm now a spiritual person. Yeah. So that's that's a way it's changed me. And I'm much more yeah. encompassing of all the other religions because I know all these gods all came to different cultures, different countries all around the world. They all were perceived as gods because they had technological powers we didn't understand. Yeah. They did not come to destroy for the most part. They came to teach and to enlighten. So yeah. I look at the positive aspects, whether it's Buddhism or or Hinduism or what, whatever, and, and the positive aspects, these people came to teach us. And I look at Jesus as being more of a teacher now. He's my yeah. brother, my mentor. I consider myself a disciple of Jesus, sure. but he came to teach us. Yeah. And I'm afraid that we have not been very good students. No, not really. Not really. There was there was a social media thread that I went off on. I didn't I'm not even going to say I went off on it. Uh, there it's a pretty conservative person that I know and uh, believe what you want folks, I got no problem with it. Um they were going off on the 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 drag queen story hours. that were happening with children and everything else and the protesters. And they were like, yeah, go protesters. And I was like, you know, I think if anybody that was. uh... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If, if anybody was harming those children in any way, it was probably the bunch of angry people with the signs who were yelling while the other person was trying to read a story. Um, <laughs> also, also, hot take. Hashtag Jesus loves drag queens. <laughs> like you, you may want to back up your religious rhetoric real quick, because uh, that dude you're talking about would love the drag queen. I was just was <laughs> the first thing that went through my mind. Well, guess what? Jesus loves everybody. That's right. Meets us where we're and it at. Was, it was and funny. We're all in a different place. We're all not on the same yeah. point. After we're after all... I said that though, the the whole thread went silent. There was there was not another comment because <laughs> it's well, like I think you're missing the whole point of the big red words. There's mm. a reason why they're red. You're supposed to pay attention. <laughs> Do we really understand that I go pay love? Do we really understand it? We know of it. I think it, we've, I think we we've really lost it. Understand it, is, it. it has become it has become in agape has been lost in the concept of romantics. Mm. Um, unfortunately, love has become love has become a four walled box of four letters in which something must fit. Uh, we no longer under this. Uh, it, um, I have friends, male friends that I have no problem hugging, loving oh, on Same them. here. I love you, man. Like there's not a time that I hang up with my friend Mike Davis and I don't tell him I love you before I hang up. Mm. I've known the man three quarters of my life. He knows everything about me. Um, he he's one of my support nets. I, Where does he live? Where does he live now? He lives in I Pennsylvania. Okay, I know another Mike Davis, but uh, yeah, it's funny you uh, said that. One of the one of the most important people in my life, and I will refuse to not accept that, and I will refuse to not say I love you when I leave or leave a conversation with him. No hmm. different than anybody that I respect and want in my life for the rest of my life. Um, well, love I is a view, choice; it's not an accidental. I view everybody, uh, Chris, as my brother and sister now. I, that's another change. Yeah, I never did good, that before. Good. Everybody that, is my a, brother this, and sister. What What has it been like for you, spiritual journey wise, to to come to this uh, at 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 this point in your life, Wallace? Because there was. Well, the I better part of your life. Now, I have a hard time going to church because I sit there and critique the preacher saying this is right and this is wrong, this is right and this is wrong. And I'm afraid I'm going to create or quench the spirit for those brothers and sisters around me. But I've yeah. learned to meditate. That, that's been a big Good. change. And that's that's learned to go inward instead mm. of going outward in prayer. I've learned to go inward and understand just who I am and my place in the universe yeah. and what my purpose is here. And that, that, that again is something that, that, you know, the church and I'm, that's all encompassing yeah. kind of falters on, uh, well, uh, they don't believe in, in, um, individual, uh, betterment or development or you being a little God, which is, I understand what I am now. And that's biblical even. Oh, me. absolutely. I'm a little God. And if you mentioned that in my former church, well, you're a new age. It's exactly, it's exactly what the big red words say. Feel free huh. to go back and reread them. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's why I view Jesus as my brother. He's just more evolved and advanced than I am. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's been so many changes like that. I've, That's I'm, beautiful. 
I'm, I'm more encompassing of near-death experiences now. I've read a lot of books on those, and I believe they're true. Um, and again, I've, I, I, most people would say Jesus came to save us. Well, I was saved already. And again, yeah. I, I, my Bible's my former foundation. Look at Dismas, who was on the right of the cross of Jesus on, on Golgotha. He, he mm. wasn't born again that we know no. of. He didn't ask Jesus into his heart. He wasn't baptized. He didn't make a public confession and on and on. And yet we know he was a common criminal and he's going to be in paradise with Jesus that very day. And, and then he, you turn you turn around and look yeah. at Nicodemus who wanted to be, yeah. who had done anything and sneaked out at night. And he had to be born again. Yeah. And we take that born again as meaning there again. Oh, that must be spiritual. Well, guess what? What if it's literal? Mm. Bingo. I yeah. view it as being literal and we've completely, you know, turned it into something to, to meet the the given agenda. And, you know, if you, if you go too far outside the two lines, you're either considered to be a wacko on one side or a new ageist on the other side. Yeah. And, and those lines are very, very narrow, especially where I live here in Virginia. Very narrow. And I'm, it's probably that way, you know, where you're at in Texas as well. And I have gone outside those lines now. And I owe that to mm -hmm. Reverend Michael Carter uh, uh, that has taught me that I have left the confines of Western Christianity. And let me tell you, the weights have come off my shoulders. Reverend Michael Carter is an amazing individual. He is he's, fantastic. He's I brother. love his conversations whenever he's I on the show. I love his conversations as well. He is the real deal. Absolutely. Let me tell you. I've, uh, I even went to his wedding last month. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> he He's one of those people that I say, I love you, man. Yeah. I, I mean, he has taught me so much, and I've read all five of his books. He's taught me through yeah. that. But he is just such a remarkable uh, individual that, that uh, I hold him in very high esteem as well, being uh, on this planet with us. And another individual who we've who we've had on the show that whenever he shares his experience, that mm. uh, that is what that is what changed his spiritual path. That is that is what changed him as a person as well. Um, and yeah, once again, Wallace, to to hear the fact that your experience with the other than um, and and to what quite honestly as somebody who was brought up and educated the way that you were and instilled in your belief the way that you were. Yep. Um, I could see how this this experience would have rocked you um, in in all sincerity. I mean, I I know. I know what what my spiritual experience in the seminary did to me because I had expectations. I had, you know, honestly, pie eyed hopes going in and not not realizing the wisdom of what was done and how it was done till many, many years later. But when I came out, I much like you, like you said, you now sit in church and sometimes you're like, I, I just can't. Um, <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and mine was sitting in church and going, how many of these people are fully aware? How many of these people have had the wake up spiritual experience? And, and honestly, um, it took me years to come to a point of comfortability, Wally, where I, I accepted the fact that 
if that is where they are in their journey, God bless them. Mm. You, are, you are directly where you need to, to be. the same God. What? I mean, sure you might we have a hundred people in the, in, in the congregation, and I'm sitting there wondering, who are they praying to? Are they praying to Jesus? Are they praying to Yahweh? Are they yeah. praying to El? Or are they praying to the big God of the whole universe that exists yeah. in spirit only, that's neither male nor female, that doesn't walk, that doesn't need a craft to fly? Who are they praying to? Yeah. Yeah. And and what's their understanding? Um, but at the same oh, token— yeah. Do they read the Bible themselves, or do they just go there to be taught on Sunday? It, it, what, it, what it took me back to was my days of youth ministry, where, where people would be upset with a kid for, like, coming in in, like, cargo shorts to Mass. You know, like, oh, it's disrespectful. You wear your best to go see the king. Like, That's I'm the way I was taught. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure the king's happy you're there, period. Preach on, brother. Yeah, like, <laughs> how about we pat the kid on the back instead of going, thanks for coming. Next time, wear something nice. I never wear, about, I don't wear a tie to church anymore. That, Let me put it to you yeah, that way. And that, it's, that stopped somewhere back it, in the 90s. It's one of those, that's where he is on his spiritual journey. So accept him where he is. Meet meet him there and build him up from there. But don't don't stomp him down because he's not where you're at. I use a pond and lily pads and within grasp, uh, Christopher, mm. and I, I, I say we, it's okay to jump to another, another lily pad, yeah. but I never want to force somebody to jump. You have to back up and meet them where they're at. Yes. And that's what Jesus does. He meets us, all of us, where we're at, and he surrounds us with love that is so great that, that we just can't comprehend it. We know it's there, but we just can't comprehend it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting um, that m much like um, comprehending a UFO or the paranormal, uh, it takes that experience. I've, I, I've tried to explain to people what my my few visceral, visceral um prayer experiences were that I was fully in presence. Like I was, I, that's what drew me to the seminary was my first moment like that, where, where I knew I was with God, with what I knew to be God, forget this church and the people around mm -hmm. me. I want mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm seeking for the rest of my life. I want that. Um, and, there were a few moments like that in my life. And yeah, trying to quantify that for somebody. And the, the example that I give people is when I went to the seminary, trying to explain that to people, you'd think you were there with a bunch of folk of common mind and belief. Not really. Mm. <laughs> so which seminary God. did you go to? If I, I may ask, I went to university of Dallas, Holy Trinity mm -hmm. seminary, mm -hmm. relatively conservative. Uh, pretty conservative, pretty conservative. Yeah. I mean, University of Dallas is a very conservative, uh, university. That's um, where the, one of the Southern Baptist seminaries. Uh, no, no. Is. Roman Catholic. I'm saying, but that is where one of the Southern Baptist mm -hmm. seminaries is as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dallas. I had, I had, uh, we had three people that went into the seminary for my graduating classes in high school. Uh, I went into the Catholic seminary, another friend, Steve, went uh to um north texas which is where you're talking about 
um, to, to North Texas Theological. <clears throat> and then uh, um, Father Trey Garland. Hey out there, Father Trey, if you're listening. Um, he went to the Episcopal Seminary and it was, it was funny. Uh, we always laugh because he had the same spiritual director that I did, uh, a Cistercian monk. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like, Why you got to hop over to the Cistercians to, to find you a spiritual director? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was always just my little jab, but, uh, lo- amazing. He's the only one out of us that wears a collar. Uh, mm. Father Trey. So um, kudos to you, Padre, for sticking it out. Um, but yeah, I, I had my revelations years ago and it was it was life changing for me. Um, and much, much like yours, kind of, I, I think I think kind of drove a wedge between me and the establishment of of religion. Um, to where, to where I saw the fact that most people are hindered through, through that process. Not that, when you, not when that you they say are hindered. Do you, do you feel that they're being led because they want to be led and they just can't see because for lack of a better term, they have blinders on? I, I would say that's a big part of it. I would say another part of it is absolutely the, uh, the structure to that exists to exacerbate exactly that. And, you know, we, we are products of our environment. If that's all you're exposed to, that's what you become. Yep. You don't feel comfortable switching to another lily pad or jumping to another lily pad unless you have some big catalyst like, like I had uh, to cause you to do that. Otherwise, I would still be teaching Sunday school. Here's, here's my thing. Glad you like your lily pad. Hop on in and swim. <laughs> We're all in the same <laughs> pond, but there's other lily pads out there. Hop on in, hop on in and swim and leave all the lily pads. Mm. You know, we're just swim. See you what it do does for you. You can do that too. <laughs> I am, I am so glad that we rekindled this conversation and had you back on today. Uh, it has been more than great talking with you wally we need to have you on again and again tell everybody where they can go to uh of course find within grasp where they can go to contact you to speak uh where they can go to keep track of upcoming events everything it is time for shameless shameless (laughs) self-promotion well first of all thank you for your kind words they are appreciated and i have really enjoyed this uh uh you're very intelligent and you're very very in depth uh in your conversation. So uh, it's enjoyable and, and you can actually teach me as well. Um, I have a website. It's withingrasp.net. And we've just tweaked it to where you'll see both books on there now. My um, first book, Crossing the Crevice, which was really put out in full color and a lot of pictures. And then my last book that just came out recently, Within Grasp, which is much more spiritual compared to Crossing the Crevice, which was more scientific. I started off being scientific, trying to examine, is the Earth really 6,000 years old? Uh, Where do crop circles come from? Things of that nature. And ended up with my spiritual book, which is Within Grasp, out now. There's links on there where you can uh, click 
uh, to contact me. And there's links on there where you can click to go to Amazon, which is where both books are uh, in paperback and in Kindle. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So there you have it. Well, all right. Wally, thank you so much for your time today. I can't thank you enough. It was amazing talking. Um, and to once again talk about not just ufos in the bible but ufos is a spiritual path uh the way that the the encounters that the individuals in the bible itself had how it steeled them and changed their lives and how once again uh, not just the good reverend michael carter but you as well um when you had your experience how it it changed your entire paradigm it did it did. That My is, foundation is different now. I operate off another lily pad than I did before. That's great. That's a that's so beautifully put. So beautifully much more, put. Much more spirituality, a lot less religion. Good. Good. As as my old spiritual director used to say, religion's a great thing when taken in moderation. <laughs> well, my my grandmother used to say everything's okay in moderation. That's right. You got to you got to love those words from a monk. <laughs> wonder what, wonder if that includes a little spiritual uh well how, how do we want to say that a little uh spirits yeah. every now and then oh, going well, down the uh i'm not going to say that we didn't in, didn't enjoy the bar on campus after spiritual direction i understand times. fully so uh wally it was, real, it was real wine by the way that's right that's in right the bible um wally take care of yourself my friend please do hold the line while we close things out um, while you were online checking out all of the amazing work of Wally Wagner over at with ingrasp.net, make sure to stop on by Curious Realm. That is where you can find all of the episodes. That is where you can find our store full of books and other things. That's where you can go to share your story of the extreme or paranormal. If you have seen a cryptid or had an encounter with the UFO, stop on by, share your story with us, and we will share it with our guests uh, and maybe get you some new perspective on it. So speaking of perspective, hold the line right quick, folks. When we get back from this commercial, we will continue with more great conversations right here on Curious Realm right after this.
With the rise in attention to the health benefits of cannabis and cannabinoids, including CBD, True Hemp Science has become one of the premier providers of full-spectrum CBD and CBD-related products. Using a proprietary spigeric process, True Hemp Science extracts maximum benefit from the whole hemp plant. Buds, leaves, stems, seeds, even roots. Every part of the plant is used and then reused to formulate a rich, complex profile of CBD, CBD derivatives, and terpenes guaranteed to provide the relief and benefits you need daily. Visit TrueHempScience.com to experience the best CBD oils, edibles, and topicals on the market today. And use code CURIOUS7 to save 7% off your entire purchase of $50 or more and get two 25-milligram CBD cookies or brownies free. That website again is TrueHempScience.com and the code is CURIOUS7. Have you considered starting a podcast? Looking for a way to make your business a voice of authority in an industry? Then Podcast Cadet is the solution for you. Whether starting a podcast for yourself, your brand, business, school, church, or just plain fun, Podcast Cadet is here to help you navigate the waters of the podcast industry. Specializing in one-on-one consultation and training with industry professionals in fields ranging from podcast technology and editing to distribution, monetization, and even social media strategies, Podcast Cadet tailors their services to the specific needs of you and your podcast. Do you already have a podcast and trying to find ways to engage and grow your audience? Sign up for your Podcast Cadet audit today. And let us help you explore new and exciting ways to leverage your content and elevate your podcast brand to whole new levels. From consultational workshops to affordable podcast production and maintenance packages, Podcast Cadet is your one-stop shop for everything podcast-related on the Internet. Visit PodcastCadet.com today to sign up for your consultation or training. And use code CURIOUS20 to save 20% off your entire purchase. That website again is podcastcadet.com. Curious Realm Podcast is your source for the latest and greatest news and events in the world of the paranormal, esoteric, and forbidden knowledge. And there's no better way to spark the conversation than with items from the Curious Realm store. Choose from fan favorites like hoodies, mouse pads, coffee mugs, and more. Buy books and items from your favorite Curious Realm guests. 
Get your hands on the latest gear for paranormal investigations and experiments we discuss on the show. Open your web browser and stop on by the Curious Realm store at CuriousRealm.com forward slash store to buy the latest Curious Realm wear and out-of-this-world gifts for yourself, your family, or a mind that you want to open. That website again is CuriousRealm.com forward slash store. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back from commercial break. Our guest in this segment is the amazing Anne Celine. She is the host of the Caravan of Lore, as well as the head of KPNL Radio. Uh, we will be talking with her this evening about manifestation um now granted manifestation is i i think has become kind of buzzwordy in this day and age um i think it's become kind of a catch-all bin for all kinds of things and uh and welcome back to the show how are you oh i'm wonderful thank you so much for having me back i had so much fun last time absolutely uh like like i said last time i had you on i really i like I like demystifying things, not just having a conversation <laughs> about it, but really being able to to dig in and kind of break it apart and oh yeah, um, explain to people where things come from and how they come about. And once again, manifestation is one of those that um, has gotten caught up almost almost in the. It's weird because it it ranges from New Age to religious, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like you could literally tune into Joel Osteen and he's he's telling you no different on a Sunday afternoon than manifesting one, two, three, and you don't even have to use the three. What this book teaches you, <laughs> you know, like like quite literally, it's it's wild to tune into religious broadcasts now and basically see the concepts of manifestation in daily life being taught. Right. Right. Um, Go ahead. No, it's 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 amazing. Um, I mean, the power of manifestation. It, it's one of those things where you can definitely look at it in a very mystifying spiritual way, but then you can also look at it in a very grounded, uh, physical, like you know, type of a way, where in in the fact that when you think a certain thought. Right. So if you're driving down the road and you're late for work and you're just you're getting behind the people that are really super slow or you get cut off or they're all red lights. We really do have the power to choose our emotions. And, and that can be a very unpopular, you know, thing um, with people. But we really do have control over our emotions and choosing uh, how far we want to go with this. Oh, oh, no. So, I, I, I think that's a really important place to start. Number one is having mm -hmm. having that choice over your emotion um I, I, there's been a really big movement here in the last decade uh towards stoicism and the 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 rebirth of the stoic movement uh, and the idea of uh, the the dispassionate person you know like half the right. time when we get when we get riled up when we get angry we are literally uh 
giving our energy to that. Oh yeah. No, no, no completely. Yeah. Um, by, by all I was trying to find consent was the word I was, I was looking for by all consent. We are giving our energy to that anger for, or frustration for absolutely no reason. Oh yeah, no, exactly. And it's amazing because the more you give that anger over the more energy, because if you look at it, where if, if everything is made up of energy, even our thoughts, these things become magnets. So if you're sending yep. out that angry energy, what's going to happen? You're going to be pulling that towards you. So you're going to end up with more red lights. You're going to end up possibly in a fender bender. You're going to end up, you know, it's just going to be that domino effect. And so when they say, you know, to change a simple thought changes your entire reality, they're not joking. It's absolutely incredible Yeah. when we make that shift, how all of a sudden, if we were like, okay, I'm going to take a breather. I am going to no longer be angry during this drive to work. And you decide, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to calm down and I'm going to get a coffee. Let's say you end up buying the person's coffee behind you because you're trying to shift, you know, the, this anger. And then all of a sudden... That person, maybe they thank you, you know, and then now you've switched it and there's this whole domino effect of happiness now. And this is the basis, in my belief, for manifestation. As you focus, so you grow. As you grow, so you become. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually been, last time I had you on, I was growing my esoteric library and one of the many things <laughs> i have been i have been reading is the invisible influence by alexander cannon this Ooh. is from uh 1920 oh wow something like that it's 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 pretty back there uh in age but i'm just going to read the paragraph from the preface here um This book has been written to prove that there exists in this mighty world in which we live an invisible influence that rules our daily life. That influence can be for good or for evil, according to our desire. In order to bring forcefully home this truth, the mysteries of the East and the Far East have been fully explored in a long tour, which was made, as it were, in search of the Holy Grail, more ancient than any known to history." The conception of the universal mind, of which man's mind is just a fragment, is put forth, and the study of this great master of destiny has been made most clear through the study of hypnotism as practiced by the world's leading exponents in the East. Um, I, I just found it interesting that the other day when we talked about doing this episode on manifestation, I was like, I'm going to have to read that because even back in 1929... Right. Um, There were people talking about the concept of manifestation, that there exists in the world Mm -hmm. around us in our daily life, an energy that we can use for good or for ill. No, that was absolutely beautiful. I I loved that. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, and it's true. I when I was about, gosh, I want to say 16 or 17. I remember being in choir class 
And I saw that the teacher had this little library in his office. And I was curious what kind of books, you know, were could be in there. And I found this one and it just called to me. And it was by Anthony DeMello. And it was called The Perils and Opportunities of Awareness. And this was the book that really started me down this path because it talked about how we are in control of our emotions and how, you know, I remember it said something to the effect of, you can't make me mad. I'm choosing to get angry. So you're really coming back and you're taking that responsibility and really realizing how much control you have, not just over you, but your your world, your reality. And I really, I took that and I ran with it. <laughs> well, and I, I, I think ahead. that's an important thing to consider, though, because it, it's something that most people do not realize is that you can revoke consent from the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you can utterly just not be mad. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That is a, that is a choice. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I and, mean, it, it can be hard to, uh, you know, because I thought about it long and hard in the, in the beginning because I was like, well, how can you, because you know, we have these uh, reactions that are just so ingrained in us and we just boom, you know, we, yeah. without thinking, without anything, but we have the power to recognize our initial reactions and pull back, calm down and really evaluate. Wait a second. I'm feeling this emotion. Why am I feeling it? And really own it and take responsibility over it. And then at that point, choose, okay, what are you going to do now? Are you going to choose to hold on to this anger? Is it really serving your highest and best purpose? So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, there there is a, a lot, especially whenever you get into um, Eastern traditions, whenever you whenever you start getting into specifically disciplines like martial arts. Uh, it is the concept oh, yeah. of how you react, not the situation at hand. Because the right. situation at hand is just the situation at hand. It's how you react to the situation right. at hand. Um, and you can react forcefully or you can react non-forcefully, but the reaction is your choice. Oh, yeah. And then the domino effect, it's amazing because if you stop and you really consider the outcome, yeah. what happens if I choose this path or the other path? And, you know, I think that these are kind of the building blocks to the bigger picture here with with manifestation is really taking ownership over your emotions and really learning kind of how you yourself work because you know then as time goes on you know i noticed that if i this this was another big thing going to fear mm. and i will completely admit that growing up 
It was one of those things that my father repeatedly told me, don't go to fear, don't go to fear, because I always was. I was, you know, I had anxiety and stuff, and I was fearful of, you know, what if I didn't get the spot, you know, the the um, solo in choir? What if, uh, you know, I couldn't uh, submit a good enough piece for the art show? What if, you yeah. know, and so that was what I would focus on, and then I would notice that my production wasn't as well. Uh, I didn't sing as confidently uh, because I was allowing that fear to really permeate me and it went into the things that I was doing. Well, then what do you have? A self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I I will say I've been uh, my kid is about five and a half now. Um, And that has been one of the things that I've been trying to explain to my wife and she's like oh no you you weren't fearful i was like i don't i don't think you understand how much Mm -hmm. of my life i was stymied by thought and 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 literally stymied to the point of inaction uh because i would get caught in a point of circular reasoning and thinking Mm -hmm. about something and thinking about something and and seeing the branches of what the decision would do and what those decisions would do and I, i would just get frozen to a point of inaction exactly from from fear um Mm -hmm. and my life has run a totally different way now uh oh yeah i don't i don't i very much in a karate way just react to half of what happens to me because i realize (laughs) i i cannot control that yes that may be an outcome sitting there and giving it my energy does nothing right Right. Yeah. No. Then at that point, being able to really release it to the universe and go, you know what? I know that what ends up happening, as long as I'm releasing it and I'm releasing my fear, then the universe is already set to give us all kinds of gifts. It's up to us to Mm. allow ourselves to receive it. Well, and uh, let's explore that fear for just a second. Uh, probably, mm-hmm. probably one of the dirtiest of the four-letter words out there. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, what do you think it is? A, what do you think it is about fear that causes people to hold back? And B, what do you, what do you think is so attractive mm. about fear? I think that because uh, you know, when I try to think about it myself, mm. I really, you know, beforehand I would sit there and go, "Man, I really want," um, you know, let's say it was it was a, a trip, you know, I really wanted to go to um, Salem, Massachusetts, let's say, and I and I really wanted it. But there were so many hoops that I had to jump through. And I was thinking of all these different ways of why it wouldn't happen. Um, I think that sometimes, I mean, we're just we focus on what we could lose, or things not working out. Um, because it's it's that pain, it's that disappointment, and and we don't, we're so desperate to not feel that. A lot of us are really desperate mm. to not feel pain, not feel disappointment. You know, it, it's it's kind that kind of to me goes into the whole dark night of the soul and doing the work 
you know, and it, like our shadow work and stuff that we do. A lot of people can't do it. It is very hard to face yourself and face these reaction or these emotions. And a lot of people, it's uncomfortable to sit with some of these things. And so they're so focused mm-hmm. on avoidance that they think that that is the path to not go through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess there really does come, uh, I guess what it is that step four, taking a fierce moral inventory. Mm. Um, it, it's one of the 12 steps is taking a, taking a honest and fierce moral inventory and saying like, these are the things I have done wrong. Right. You right. Know, and and, and being, being willing to say, like, I am a human. I uh, have mistakes. Yes. I have faults. I have issues. Um, exactly. But I cannot let those rule my decision. Right. No, exactly. And it's amazing what happens when you are able to really face yourself, when you're able to become more self-aware and you start to embody these things. Your life truly does transform as these things fall away. I will tell you, it has been incredible because I went from thinking, oh, I'll never travel. I'll never ride on a plane. I Mm. really thought that for quite some time that I would never go on a plane. And let me tell you, this year, or well, last year, (laughs) 2022 was really the year of travel for me. And I mean, I left the United States. I visited Ireland of all places. I was flying back and forth, uh, you know, to to Texas and Tennessee and California. And it was just absolutely incredible. And really, truly, all that changed was I just chose to believe that, no, this is going to happen for me. And it did. Yeah. And a lot of it is, do you think, is the the surrender? What, how, how, do, you, how do you attribute um, the, the occurrence of... Mm. these these things in your life now uh because of course you'd been uh i think one big issue that people have with manifestation i was i was discussing this with my wife the other day mm-hmm. um with with manifestation the universe what have you I'm, I'm disappointed in myself i'm talking manifestation in the universe and i do not have a slinky at hand um, <laughs> well, it was, it was always what I gave my seventh graders, uh, first oh. class of the year. I would, I would give them all a slinky on their desk and tell them not to touch the slinky. Okay. We'll get to the slinky at the end of class. And it's very tempting not to touch a slinky. I don't know if I could do it. It's just sitting <laughs> on your desk. All right. Um, right. but the idea is there's this lesson of patience with the slinky. And inside the slinky is all of the potential energy. It's, oh, that's beautiful. It's a spring. It is literally wound and ready for action. Wow. But you could put that slinky in your hand and it does nothing. Right. Right. All that power that's is me. sitting in your hand, but until you push it, 
until you put energy into the slinky, it doesn't slink. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't That's move. That's right. You have to. Yeah. So you can you can sit and try to wish your way through geometry class all day long. The universe is not a birthday candle. Right. God God is not a birthday candle. You're right. it's not how prayer works. That's not how manifestation works. It's it's not a wish machine. It's not Zoltar. Right. It's not it's <laughs> not what this is. Yeah. It is, no, you have to do the work. It is an energetic system and you have to push the slinky to make it slink. That's right. There's no, the, I absolutely love that. All the potential energy right there in the palm of your hand, but you have to move it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll slink back. It'll go downstairs, go over in pairs, <laughs> go over the neighbor's dog. Um, all kinds of things. That's log actually, not the, um, I love it. <laughs> but, but quite literally, it's, it's interesting that we, we have this potential locked inside of us. We, we are all slinkies bound and ready for action. Right. No, it's true. And I've heard that a lot as well, that they sit there and go, well, I am thinking positive or I am, you know, I'm, I'm putting stuff on candles or I'm writing things down or, you know, I'm burning this wish paper kind of a deal. Sure. But what else are you doing? Yeah. Are yeah. you, are you making the plans? Are you doing the work? Because the thing is the universe sits there and goes, I have all these gifts for you. All you have to do is two things. Accept it. Be ready and willing to receive these gifts, number one. Number two, do the work. Because, yeah, you you can sit there and just sit there and nothing's going to happen. But the second that you actually put yourself in motion, that's another way to tell the universe, hey, I am so ready for these gifts. Watch me make the first step. Mm. And then the universe is like, all right, here we go. This is awesome. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. And you, uh, you know, once again, uh, like you said, making that first step, it, it, it really is about that, I guess, that subtraction of fear and doubt. Right. You know, you which know. Is, is hard. It's hard. Um, it, it really is. Whether whether you're talking just manifestation, whether you're talking uh, getting involved in religion or spirituality what have you there is a, a modicum of doubt in all of that um oh, and that, yeah. that can be hard to not let it self-rule no it really it really can be hard you know i and some of my i'll, I'll share an example of one of the uh, most memorable uh moments in in my manifesting journey i remember I had it was it was back in about 2019 and I had just gotten my divorce and I was really wanting to move back to my hometown. And I was working with a friend of mine who had also moved back to our hometown. And I said, man, wouldn't it be so cool if we could carpool? And she was like, yeah, that would be amazing. And I was like, well, I don't know if there's any rental places because it's a small town. And, and that's the joke is there's never anywhere to rent it in my town. And I was like, well, Universe Juice. And I was laughing about it. And uh, I pulled up Craigslist. And wouldn't you know, this had just the place that I'm in now 
had just been posted within hours and it was on the very front page. And I was like, get out. And not only that, but it was two houses across from my best friend. Wow. And yes. And so, of course, we contacted them right away. And it was mine in less than 24 hours. Wow. And, and, <laughs> and that's because you listened to the tiny voice of, oh, go check. Yeah, no, exactly. And I went into it in you, very, you, I was very lighthearted, you know. You could have been I, fatalist literally... about it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like I'm going to find something. Oh, yeah, no. And then it could have been, who knows, it could have been completely different. And what I have found is that when I laugh and especially because I do, I will say Universe Juice Out Loud. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a Mine's another... face credits. Space credits? Space credits. Oh, space credits. Yeah. I love it's that. My, cashing in my space credits. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And so when you say these silly <laughs> things out loud, it's it, it puts even more positive energy into it. Because not only are the words fun, but they can make you laugh. And then you're putting that laughter and that energy into it as well. And it's it's almost like you're you're already celebrating. Well, and, and then all of a sudden, boom, you are celebrating. Hey, yes, it's like you're already celebrating. Um, yes. I tell it to musicians, artists, things like that all the time. Like, you are exactly what you exude yourself to be. Oh, yes. No, Prince came onto the scene as Prince. He didn't become Prince. Right. He, he was just Prince. Uh, you are what you exude yourself to be. So remember that. Oh. And I, I think the other important thing is what you were just saying right there. Um, I think what the important part of the the space credits, what have you, uh, is is the ownership Mm, and yes. and and the validation of self, the fact of like my space credits are there because I've earned space credits. That's right. Because exactly. I've helped other people. I've I've done good things. I've I, I mean, you could call it blessings, what have you. It, it mm -hmm. really doesn't matter. I mean, you could count them as blades of grass if you want. Um, <laughs> but the important right. thing is to realize that you have done something to deserve this bestowment then that's important. You have to believe and know that you deserve it. Because if you if you don't, if you think, oh, well, I'm not worthy. Yeah. Then you're not going to see that stuff come into your life. And and the other thing, too, I wanted to uh, with what you were talking about, Prince and what you exude. Mm. Uh, it reminds me of what somebody uh, one of my teachers told me a couple of years ago. He said, everything that you wish to become you already are. Wow. Everything that you want. Wow. It's already in you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of that does, uh, we, we, we live in a different society than, than we did when even we were kids. And, um, oh, yeah. I know I probably have a few years on you, but not many. And it is, it <laughs> is hard for us. Um, Sarcasm is now the language of the day. Right. Um, sarcasm is very rarely not biting, not harsh. You know? Right. Um, mm -hmm. even, even in my industry, you know, like I, I come back for a long time. I spent 35, 40 weeks a year on the road. 
out doing oh, what yeah. I do, working with technicians, and right. we got quick whips and sharp tongues. <laughs> That's all I oh, can sure. say. And and right. it's one of those like if if you're gonna keep up and you're gonna keep pace, better have oh, a yeah. quick wit and a sharp tongue and be able to back it up <laughs> with some action. Um, right. But the problem was coming home. Mm. Coming home to a four year old and not right. being quick witted and sharp tongues so that he isn't learning nothing but sarcasm. Right. Exactly. Try, trying to lose the sarcasm from my voice when I tell my wife, like, yeah, I'll take care of that. You right. know, like I could be sarcastic with my coworkers all day. They know it's going to get done. What have you. Right. It's not the world my wife lives in. Right. You know? Oh, see, and that brings me to that. It's kind of been a theme within the last uh, couple of weeks for me mm-hmm. is my communication or your communication may not be my understanding. Well, let's get into that real quick. Mm-hmm. It's it, well, it's it's, it's like a, let's take the five love languages for example. Sure. Um, I one of my love languages, the way that I show that I love someone is through acts of service. And yep. so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be wanting to to wait on a, on a person. Let me make you a sandwich. Let me, you know, let me clean this or let me go uh, take care of these errands or whatever. Yeah, and let me go I, do it for you. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love that. That fills me with yeah. happiness and love. And I, so I love to be able to do that for others. However, if you have somebody whose love language is quality time and that is how they understand they are loved is through quality time. But you're somebody who's an act of service. So you're gone doing this and running this and, and everything. Yeah, there's going to be a mismatch. And all of a sudden, the person who is wanting that quality time sees that you're gone all the time and they're going, well, don't you love me? Why don't you spend time with me? I do love you. That's why I'm gone doing all of this. (laughs) Exactly. I'm doing all of this because I love you. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. And so that's a perfect example. Not like I've been there, Anne. And understanding. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But and, and you may wonder, folks, like, what does this relationship advice have to do with manifestation? Um because like when the student is ready, the master appears. That's why. Um, yeah, you can try and force that square peg into a round hole and try to sand people to fit the hole that you you are looking for as a mate or you can fix yourself the hole to fit the mate that you're looking for and work Mm -hmm. on yourself. You know, like I almost smart ass posted the other day on Facebook. I was doing some work in the garage and listening (laughs) to Boston. It was one Uh of those like, you know, like every fourth song by Boston is named after some lady. It's like, (laughs) hey, brother, just a thought. How about you take a little time off the relationships and work on yourself? Because there seems to be one common denominator here. You. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, and, and it's one of those things when you when you talk about working on yourself here. I mean, if if we can heal ourselves, then we facilitate healing the world 
because it goes right back into the domino effect that if I start my day positively and let's say I'm driving down the road and I see a stranger and we look at each other and I smile at them. Maybe they were feeling down and all of a sudden that brightened their day because they ended up with that genuine smile. And then they end up, you know, now they've done something nice for, you know, their child or their grandmother or whatever. And then that continues on. So doing the work and facing ourselves is so important, not just for us, but every life we touch. Yeah. Well, and, and, and facing ourselves as human. Um, yes. And, and realizing that, yeah, forgiving that that we make mistakes. And if, if we can learn to forgive ourselves, then oh, we yeah. can learn to forgive other people. You know, exactly. Um, and, and I think that that is that is a big root of all of it is being able to accept yourself and and quite honestly, accept period, because until until yeah. you can really accept and accept with an open heart and accept without caveat. Mm, Yes. It might just be hard to see the manifestation that you have manifested because if Mm -hmm. you're giving it boundaries and a definition and like, you know, I need a six inch by six inch cube by Tuesday. (laughs) um, Like you may not get a six inch by six inch cube by Tuesday, but you may have been presented with hundreds of other Mm. solids along the way. Oh, yeah. Where where are you looking for the other solids? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and and I think that that's that's a big part that people get caught up, whether it's, you know, um, the power of prayer, what have you, is that once again, we get caught up in this wish machine mentality. And well, that's not what I asked for. Okay, yeah. you know. Oh, I guess I guess you never read all the Shaharazad and things like that dealing with the the crazy fun degens where it's like oh, I need a hundred <laughs> pounds of gold and it drops out of the sky on top of you. Well, you you got oh, your yeah. hundred pounds of gold, buddy. Um, you didn't well, say exactly. how you wanted it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I had that happen. <laughs> I had that happen in regards to I had I had been living in a an apartment and I was really wanting to move into more of a place that mm-hmm. I felt had more healing energy, one that would kind of uh, align me better with with different, uh, you know, universal energies and everything. Well, you have an actual well, hearth. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And so what ended up happening, because I said that I had wanted that, I did not say how I wanted it. And we ended up getting a, um, we're not renewing you letter Ah. on, yeah. And we only had, I think it was like 30 days or something like that because they were doing this big remodel on the place and, and I can't remember wow. all the details, but it was one of those things where we had to find a place. We had to find a place fast. And at that time, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, what are we going to do? I was, you know, thinking that things were kind of and not shambles, but that was kind of, you know, I went to fear. I did. I went yeah. to fear. And so hard not to. <laughs> exactly. And so what I did is I said, OK. All right. Maybe this is maybe this is the door that's opening. It's not what I expected, but it could be. It could be the door opening to this n- next place that I'm really wanting. And I literally, I kid you not, I opened up a map. 
and I closed my eyes and I just put my finger on the screen with my eyes closed and I looked for apartments around in that area Wow! and I found one and it was absolutely incredible. The people were amazing. The apartment was exactly what I wanted. It was right on the outskirts of town and overlooked these beautiful farm fields. And it, it, like I said, it was absolutely amazing. And it did in the end turn out to be exactly what I had wanted. But here again, we go to the, to the phrase, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because once again, you don't you don't have to be an adept to make it happen. Right. Um, Right. But what you have to be is ready if it happens. Yeah. Um, And 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 that's just it. That's where once again, that that slinky work comes in like you've you've got to make sure to do your work, period. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to make sure to pull your end of the bargain, do do your spiritual work, whatever that is for you. Um, you you got to make sure that you're grounded. You got to make sure that um, you you're in a position that uh, should something happen, you're taken care of for a month or so. Yes, you know, th- exactly. those are all things that you should be doing anyway. Um, yes. And sometimes when when the manifestation happens and it happens so windfall. Um, yeah, it can pull the rug out from underneath you. And now it's like, well, I guess now I got to figure that out. <laughs> exactly. You know? Um, oh, yeah. And and with that in mind, how how important, I guess, how important is it and to, to be ready, I guess, to move forward with reckless abandon? You know, and that's the thing. Is if you, if you don't do like, if you don't do the work, Mm. if you are not able to be able to sit with yourself and understand and forgive and, and love yourself, I mean, we're all on different paths with that. You know, it can take a long time to, to get to where we want to be in regards to that. But the universe recognizes that we are trying, that we're putting in the effort and I think that's that's the first step, because as we go through this, then we realize that we are more worthy. We are more deserving. We are lovable. We are all these things. And as we are able to realize that more fear is released. So we no longer are holding on to that. And as we, again, walk forward, then we are able to know. It goes from trusting to knowing and being like, no, I've got this. I absolutely have this, you know, and and I've seen that in my own life because, you know, I claimed one year I was like, no, this is the year that I'm going to move back to my hometown. Mm. And then boom, I did it. And then I was like, okay, this is going to be the year that I really kind of start my own business and really let things take off. And I did. And then I I remember in 2021 going, 2022 is going to be the year of travel. And I had no idea that, <laughs> that it was, I mean, and I thought that I you was had no idea go, the actual travel. Right. (laughs) And it was incredible. It was, I mean, just dreams beyond belief. And, uh, you know, and so 
as as we walk forward, and then we're able and we do the work, we can we can really let go and trust because yeah. we see it happening more. Well, and and I think a lot of that, especially whenever it comes to manifestation, whenever it comes to bringing things about in your life, uh, once again, not mm-hmm. not only uh, doing the work and staying involved and keeping the slinky moving, um, but trying trying to accomplish that in in segments, in parts, right? You know where okay. Let's get this part manifested. Um, exactly. Because you don't necessarily have to manifest the end result to start exactly. off with. The you, can, you can, yeah, you can manifest small parts of that journey. You can, you can sub that out, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> you know, and, and carve yeah. out literally benchmarks um of okay well this is what i need to accomplish first let's let's manifest that and make that happen mm-hmm. and really and truly uh eat that manifestation one bite at a time and i think that that's the best way to do it you know and i and i've noticed that with my upcoming year i have a goal that i'm holding within my mind but to be able to reach that goal, I'm going, okay, what, what are the steps that I need to take to be able to eventually get there? And then what is, what is it going to look like once I do? Because Mm -hmm. once we receive this big gift, right, we also need to know what are we, what are we really going to do with that gift? And where are we going to go from there? Because the journey doesn't stop. You know, we, we keep going and it's important to really think about the whole, not just yeah. the one little, you know, glimmer, but the whole of it. Well, in the, in the what now, like, Oh yes. <laughs> great. So, so mission accomplished. What now? Now what? <laughs> exactly. Cause exactly. now you have this gift or whatever bestowed upon you. What now? Right. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know? Because you don't want to end up stuck or now you're you're treading water you're you're stagnant well, and you've you, got to you also have to kind of remember like we had a joke in the seminary uh where where we just we just hop up and be like oh just so you know what what you're doing right there that that's a sin so um oh. i got to go but now you're accountable i'll see you later um oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you know, just just ripping on each other, things like that. Um, right. But it, but it is one of those things. Um, and mm-hmm. you have to be careful what you try to manifest, because not only are you accountable for your manifestation, but you are responsible for that oh, manifestation. Yes. You are responsible for the feeding and care of that. And, and hey, mm-hmm. it may look cute. Your manifestation may look really <laughs> cute till right. it becomes an alligator. And exactly. now what you're going to do with your manifestation? Exactly. You know, um, and, and I use that analogy uh, mainly because you just got a Pac-Man frog. Um, so it's going to get big. <laughs> Have fun with that. Um, oh, he's going to be amazing. He's, hope your uh, he's kids are cool with watching and meeting mice. <laughs> you know, I actually saw some videos where people were feeding it ducks. And I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh, I can't do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a monster. <laughs> but, but, but it is one of those like, be careful what you wish for, because A, 
Right. You may now be responsible and accountable for that knowledge, and it may be a burdensome knowledge. Yes, that's true. Exactly. And how's that going to weigh on you? Are you going to be able to work through it? Are you going to be able to, you know, again, there's more work to be done. And th- and that's the thing is, you know, I look at myself as the eternal student. Mm. And I notice that within this field, the more I learn, I realize the less I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get it all figured out. But you know what? That's the fun thing. And yeah. I find it absolutely incredible. And I love learning all this stuff. And to know that there's just this endless ocean of, of knowledge that I can continue to swim in is absolutely amazing. And, you know, when it comes to our manifestations, it's the same thing. You know, just because you got the one thing, it doesn't have to stop there. You can keep going and just, you know, make sure, like we've said over and over again, you do the work and you uh, honor that gift that you've been given and you look beyond that gift so you can keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I guess uh before we before we wrap up here in just a few minutes, and I guess uh, we've talked about getting to the point of manifestation, getting yourself ready for manifestation, getting ready right. for when the manifestation comes and, um, you know, wa- watch out, be careful what you wish for. Uh, but how do we keep ourselves accountable? Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, are are you a... Are you a, a, and granted, you know, this comes down to, I guess, some method, uh, for some folks, like you were saying earlier, some, some people write an intention down on a piece of paper and burn it. Some people write it on a candle and burn the candle away and think about it every day till the candle's gone. Uh, there's a, there's a hundred different ways for manifestation. Um, right. But how do we hold ourselves accountable for the work? How do we hold ourselves accountable once we have the gift that right. that we've manifested? You know, in regards to okay, the the travel that I did. Mm. I here I was I was in Ireland. That was one of the gifts. And I made sure that when I was there, I carried around a notebook with me. And every time that we got back on the bus after being at a location, I made sure to write everything down because I knew with everything that we had that I would end up forgetting what we did on day two, you know, when it's day seven, because yeah, yeah. we saw like five places a day. And so um, I made sure to make time to honor the gift, to enjoy the gift and to keep record So that way, when I go back, I can kind of relive it and I can really think about it. And then sometimes when we go back, there's things that we didn't see then that we see now and that they can also help us as we move forward. So I think that practicing, uh, you know, reflection, kind of meditating and reflecting on things and really uh, going inside ourselves it's important to continue to do that because we will see a big um, evolvement in our in our spirit and in our heart. And so I think that that would be how one could best keep themselves accountable is to just savor it and really honor it. Mm. 
and and thank yourself. I mean, there's been times where I've sat there and, you know, I, I did something for myself that I knew it would benefit me later. And it was like a week later. And I was like, oh, man. I did that for me. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is this? <clears throat> and, uh, yep. you know, you kind of pat yourself on the back and you're super excited. And then you're like, man, I really, that's awesome. So I'm going to do that again because you know what? I deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's one of those, a lot of people, um, especially in our day and age, especially in the West, um, mm-hmm. we, are, we are one of the only cultures where, like, we, we work ourselves till we're like 80 Yes. And for some mm-hmm. reason, feel this obligation to do so um, and, right. and ignore self-care while while we do that. Um, and there has been a big reclamation of that, I think, especially over the last few years. People people have realized that um, they're able to work remotely. They're able to right. be a happier employee mm-hmm. than spending an hour and a half in a car before you get to work. Right. You know, um, <laughs> things like that. And, and right. yeah, it's, it's little things. It's little things. It's baby steps. It's it. You aren't, you aren't going to be like cloud busting, uh, on day two folks. <laughs> it's it's right. not how this works. Uh, well, but, but you can definitely start making changes in your life. You can definitely start, uh, making the changes of, uh, like you were saying earlier, how you think. Right. It, it Just starts one there. Thought. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it starts with the simple thought of how can this be positive? Exactly. How, oh, it, I love that. Doesn't matter how horrible the situation is. How can I grow from it? How can I get better from it? Um, I tell my son all the time, he gets very frustrated and reminds me a lot of myself. Because I carried a lot of self guilt of failure, right? As a kid, and that is right. what led to my fear was, well, if I don't do anything, then I can't fail, right? No, um, exactly. I mean, that's a pretty simple equation, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's kind of like I, if I practice makes perfect, well. then nobody's perfect. Why practice? Right. (laughs) (laughs) These were the logics that I had as a kid. Um, (laughs) Between those two, it was, once again, a (laughs) self-fulfilling prophecy. And uh, um, I'm going to read real quick before we we head out from uh, another U.S. Andrews, The Magic in Your Mind. Um, This is about the electromagnetic mind. The mental force that controls the universe may be called anything you like and visualized any way you choose. The important thing is to understand that it exists, to know something about how it works, what your relationship to it is. It might, for instance, be likened to an enormous electromagnetic field. All conscious forms of life would then be tiny electromagnetic fields within the universal field, binding positions within it, each according to to the kind and quality of its field. Um, I think for the early part of the 1900s, that's a, that's a pretty in-depth qualification that we are now through quantum science and other sciences truly starting to emerge to the reality of the fact that we are all interconnected atomically. 
Exactly. We we are connected to the entire universe. You and I are fully interchanging electron shells right now, Anne. Yes. By no, exactly. all physics. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no separation. I am I am not solid. Mm-hmm. I am not holding this rock. This is another amalgam of 90% empty space, and this is a repulsion of electrons that my consciousness is feeling. Exactly. So, oh, I love it. And, and it's, it's wild when you start going down that route, and it's really interesting to see quantum <laughs> physics going down that route and fully proving that uh, they've just proven that reality is not local. Right. So there is non-local reality. There is a reality that exists outside of us. Oh, yes. And and our existence that we take part in. And that, I think, is really the beginnings of manifestation, is understanding your place within that system. Perfectly said. I agree with all that I am. Oh, thank you. Uh <laughs> I love talking with you, Anne. My energy is always uplifted after we chat. Um, This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Heading out, uh, let everybody know where they can get a hold of you for readings in the new year, where they can get a hold of, uh, if they're looking for any kind of spiritual direction in this way, or, uh, you know, personal help and manifestation themselves, where where can they get a hold of you? Where can they uh, contact you? I would say that the easiest place to contact me is on Facebook and I'm under Anne Celine. Send me a friend request and that'll, uh, that should make it so that the message is not in the spam folder. Uh, however, you can also, let's see, KPNL and Caravan are both on Facebook as well. Um, and you can send me a message on there. Uh, if you like to do email, it's the caravan of lore at gmail.com. All right. Fantastic. And once again, thank you so much for the time. I always appreciate it. Um, our, I love our conversations. They are always uplifting to me. And I think, um, important for people to hear. We are, we are in a place psychologically as humanity, especially here in America, where, um, people are lost. People are mm, scared. Yes. They are scared. They are scared inside. They are scared outside and it shows. Um, and and yes. when when you live in that constant state of just cortisol injection into your brain um it can be hard to leave that because it 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 is like pulling out of the matrix it is a hard coded part of our dna that is that is literally the the core of fight or flight the core right. of survival Fear is what helped us survive for millennia. It helped. It's what helped us develop these six senses to realize, like, I kind of feel like I'm being stalked right now. There are a saber toothed tiger somewhere. (laughs) You know, like, well, exactly. And I'm so honored that we got to do this. uh, Same here. Same here. I think I think it's important messages going into the new year for people. Um, yes. It is a it is a time of renewal for folks. It is a time of um, 
hopefully change in yourself and, and moving forward with something, uh, really releasing that fear in the new year and diving in, you know, dipping toe in the water. Beautiful. Uh, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, please do hold the line while we close things out while you are online checking out everything from the Caravan of Lore over at caravanoflore.com as well as the amazing shows and programming at kpnl-db.com over at KPNL Radio. Make sure to stop on by and check out Curious Realm. CuriousRealm.com is where you can find all of the episodes. That is where you can find our knowledge vault full of declassified government program PDFs, uh, strange uh, documents from Nikola Tesla, philosophy and psychology documents, uh, life skills. You can also go and visit our share your story page. Uh, that is where you can go and share your experience of the paranormal. If you've had a cryptid sighting, if you have been abducted by UFOs or even are a targeted individual, stop on by CuriousRealm.com forward slash story. Share your story with us. You can share your pictures, things like that. We will bring your experience to our professionals and see if we can help get you answers. Thank you so much, as always, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, you are the reason this show exists. Um, without you, I, I don't know what I would do on Tuesday nights. So uh, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember... Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Curious Realm. Stay tuned for more guests, forbidden topics, and hidden truths. Download the official Curious Realm app and view the Knowledge Vault on our website, CuriousRealm.com. Follow us on social media by searching Curious Realm. Curious Realm is available on your favorite podcast services, as well as YouTube, Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV through the APR TV app, available on all app markets. Curious Realm is a proud member of the HC Universal Network family of podcasts. For more great content or to become a sponsor of Curious Realm or other podcasts, visit hcuniversalnetwork.com today. Thanks for listening. Stay curious. And remember, the other side is always watching.